welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. What's going on, James? Man called Sting, man. You know, finally in WWE. He is here doing this and he is here doing that. You know, big as a bull and he's quick as a cat. Always remember that. The man called Sting. How old is Sting now? Sting is, you know, he's vintage. No, you know. seriously, how old is he? 55. 55? He's quick 55. Quick as a cat in my ass. I mean, as quick as a cat. You saw how he dropped Triple H. It's fake. <laughs> how we know that? Uh, we've been watching it our whole lives. Like, that kind of, you know. I'm not fooled. You know, I, I still believe. Believe what? What is it that do you believe, Rich? I believe. You know. Um, but, you know, welcome back to One Nation Radio, everybody. Um, it's Rich, sitting here with James. Um, we're, you know, fresh off of uh, a historical week in wrestling. Uh, historical? You know, Why is it historical? You know, Sting finally came to, you know. On, okay, okay, whatever. You know, let's Sting, go. man. Let's go. Continue, continue your thoughts. Let's go. Let's you, you, didn't see, you didn't see Survivor Series? Yeah, I saw Survivor Series. Like, okay, a guy that's never wrestled before showed up. Like, give me wrong. Like, Sting's my third favorite wrestler of all time, so I'm not... Bro, he's 55 years old. Hey, man, like, we ain't worried about that, like, man. This is, this is like, I would have been really, really hyped for this 15 years ago. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just not now. Like, you saw, look, what was the name of that of the pay-per-view on TNA? Bound for Glory? That's what yeah. it was called? You saw Bound for Glory with Hogan. Like, am I supposed to, and that was what, 2010? 2011, I think. 2011, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, Hogan, yeah, Sting's back, he's been harassing somebody. Like, I like the thought that he's back, like, I, but I don't know what the hell it's gonna be, so, like, I'm not gonna get my hopes up, cause chances are, it's not gonna be a five-star match, like, it's just not. It's a moment, I'm, man. I'm sorry. It's a moment. It's a moment, you know, and during Agreed. that moment, you're you right, know, it is a moment. The moment I jumped off the couch and marked out like a child. Yes. You know. As if this was 2000 Sting, yes. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, shit. Um, so let's start at Survivor Series. Um, you know, Survivor Series is getting a lot of love right now on the internet simply because of that, you know, whole Sting thing. But let's not get it twisted. Survivor Series sucked as a whole. Why um, do you think it sucked? All right. It's a, it was a one-match show. Um, uh, no, it wasn't a one-match show. Nah. It was a one-match show. Oh, well, they, they spilled, a, no, no, they it spent, was a two-match show. What was the second match? Wyatt Ambrose. That shit was, was basically a preview for next month. Like, Dean Ambrose's fuse, like, never... Like, we were joking about him last week. Dean Ambrose don't never, you know, get to win. Or, he never or, gets revenge. He never gets revenge, and, you know... He buried that nigga Bray Wyatt. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a good match though. It was a very good match going into it. It just they had a smozzy finish. That happens in wrestling a lot. I just think there's one, you know, when we're looking at back at this, there's only one match that mattered. Like that match ultimately won't matter. Um, okay. Well, I mean, was, ultimately, like a Survivor Series match, like those on those don't echo through time in the in the lore of wrestling history. So if you want to say if you want to say that, then like none of these matches really mattered. The only thing that really mattered was oh, Sting showed up and the, and the authorities no longer around. And um, those are two things that will matter more than anything else. And Ziggler had a uh, Shawn Michaels esque performance at uh, Survivor Series, so it was a good look for him. Um, we got Big Show turning heel um, again. Have you seen that uh, post that's making his rounds on the internet? No. About all his turns? No. It's 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 as good as you think it is. <laughs> Alright, so, like, where do you want it to actually take this thing? Before we get there, I just want to read off Big Show's heel and face turns. Okay, so, I just don't know what to make of Big Show's... Uh, you got it? Yeah, I got okay, it. Right, go okay, I got it. Okay. I was about to just do a fill, but alright, go ahead. He, um, he entered WWE as a heel... He turned face to join the union. He turned heel. Uh, count these off. Count these off. Okay. So one, he's one one. All right. Um, face, you know, join the union. He's heel. Uh, he joins the Undertaker as a tag team. Okay. They win the tag titles. He turned back face to fight the Big Boss Man. Okay. Whatever kind of face that was. Um, turned heel at Royal Rumble 2000. Turned face after WrestleMania, and he began doing all the mimicking, like with that show, show Kishi, and you know, Ugh. all that stuff. Turned heel by attacking the Undertaker and siding with Shane McMahon. Turned face during the invasion. Turned heel after WrestleMania 18 by joining the NWO. Turned face after returning in mid 2004 to feud with Kurt Angle. Turned heel while teaming with Kane, and he's feuding with the SmackDown guys like Mysterio and Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, turned face during his feud with Triple H after New Year's Revolution 2006. Turned heel when he became ECW champion. Then Big Show left WWE for like a year and a half or so. Um, he came back in February 2008 as a face, but then turned heel by attacking Rey Mysterio, which led to the Floyd Mayweather feud. Okay. Um, turned face after WrestleMania 24 to feud with the Great Khali. Ugh. Turned heel by siding with Vicky Guerrero in her feud with The Undertaker. Um, turn face by knocking out Miz after Show Miz lost the tag titles. Oh, before we pause, there's a moment in history in WrestleMania 25 where the story angle is Vicky is married to Edge, yet is having an affair on the side with, with Big, Big Show. Show. All right, continue where yes. he left off. Um, turn heel at Over the Limit by knocking out John Cena. But we're at 10 heel turns right now. <laughs> Like you said, he came in as a heel, so like you have ten healed ish yeah. Yeah. Turn face in two, early two thousand thirteen by attacking the shield. Turn heel after uh losing to the shield at WrestleMania twenty nine. Returned as a face in August to help fight the shield. Um turn semi heel briefly, knocking out faces at the orders of the authority. That's not heel. That's he's still a, he's a he's a he's he's nah. Turn back face by rebelling against the authority. Then turn heel at Survivor Series by knocking out John Cena. So he's turned heel twelve. He's been a heel twelve different times in the time he's been with WWE. Unreal. And that's not counting the fact that he was in like he was the third. He was the third, fourth or was he the fourth or fifth member of the NWO? Um, he was the fourth member of the NWO. The fourth member of the NWO, and he was also in the uh, what was it called? The shit against Hogan in WCW. 
um, when he was the giant, what, what was it called? Dungeon of Doom. Dungeon of Doom. And now that he's heel again, um, looks like he's going to fight Eric Rowan. Who has some of the worst entrance music ever. It might be the worst entrance music like, of all time. It's, it sounds like something they would use for, like, an Asian wrestler. Yeah. They said he's coming out there to to um, taiko drums and... It's like, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, like flute. I don't know if that's a flute or a koto or whatever it is. Yeah. It just sounds weird. And it's like... Is he I, supposed to be some type of nature man or something I, like that? I don't know. Like, he's playing with Rubik's it, Cubes and shit. I, and, I'd imagine that, you know, he'd ha- he they play him off in a banjo? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Like, they couldn't give him a hard-ass guitar or... I mean, honestly, like... CFO fucking up. Well, the thing is this. For the character that he's playing, he's like a comedy, like, one-liner guy. So there's not really much for him for his music, but if they ever have something for him in the future, I don't know if that's going to cut it. Because they're going to have to give him new music. It's just not working. Yeah. It doesn't really match the character. Unless they're saying he's like a gentle, he's like a gentle giant now, but he doesn't play that way. Um, like so, if he's a big naive giant, that music wouldn't be appropriate for that. But he's not. He's just like <laughs> a guy that just says one-liners and spinning heel kicks people. Yeah. So we had um, Miz and Sandow um, walk away with the tag team championships, or Miz walked away with the tag team championships. Uh, Sandow kind of just, you know, he had his own version. Um, you know. I like that match. It's alright. It, just, it, it mean, just felt flat, kind of. Because I'm not really signed up they, to watch they, Los Matadores ever. Too much, they, they, they put too much stock in building that match around, like, exclusively being around Sandow. As far as everything, like, is he going to be tagged in or not? Like, is Miz going to tag him in or not? Like, is he going to bump when Miz bumps yeah. or not? Oh, he stole the tag to get the pin. Awesome. They have to wrap this shit up by the Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll see. Like with this, because it. See the thing it's about gonna it, get old. The thing about it is like the, the the one thing I like about this is people don't realize that they're cheering Sandow not because Sandow's awesome. They're cheering Sandow because people hate Miz so much. Yeah. And people don't real don't people don't even realize like they're getting played. Like it's not a it's not really about Sandow. Like people like Sandow. That's cool and all that, but like. Nah, bro. Miz, Miz, like, Miz gets you the love you deserve. Like, like bro, Miz, like Miz, Miz might get back to the top of the card eventually. Bro, Miz will make anybody hot as a son. Like, you gotta think. You, um, you have Bray Wyatt. Or not Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. I always Oof. like mix up Bray Wyatt and and um and Wade Barrett. I don't know why. Cause I don't know. But Mick he Carters. went down. <laughs> he went down, and then like the eyes. The IC title gets prestige because you have you put good guys around the belt and you have them wrestle good matches. Mm-hmm. Like that feud with Miz and Dolph was awesome, and then Dolph, both of them have done great. Except obviously Dolph deserves to be out of the higher level. Yeah, we'll, to, you know, we'll you get have Dolph him go out in a minute. Make, he'll make anyone look great, but Miz does the same thing except it's with everything outside the ring, right? As, as opposed to, I mean, it's not like he can't wrestle, but I'm saying like. He comes out there. Like he's, he's a heater. Not, he's not really going out there and, you know, it's not like he's going out there, you know, being 2011 Hill CM Punk. Ah, or early 2011 Hill CM Punk. He's just coming out there and just, you know. What's this mean for, um, stuff. what's this mean for Golden Stardust? Like, they have to chase the belts or has the interest in them just waned? 
I don't know what the what they do. Like they haven't let him talk and do weird stuff anymore. Well, yeah, they don't even do big nests. Yeah. Like you know, you still <laughs> you still have Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Like on Monday Night like, Raw. Oh, uh, bro, what he did on Survivor Series was funnier to me when he flipped around and did the like the the, the leg kick over Goldust. Like, oh, that was that was Survivor that Series. Was Survivor yes, Series. that dude is just on. The, I love that man. I'm sorry. In his gear, he might have the best gear of, the, of 2014. All right, like, moving on to the uh, to the Divas uh, traditional match. I just want to talk about this since you know it seemed like um, a lot of people were just like. It got some attention on Twitter, but I think people started talking about, you know, they started overlooking her. Nay fucking Omi. What was that move that she eliminated with Paige with? I heard it was called a leg scissors driver. Yes. Like, that shit was absurd. Like, Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I they did, okay, they did a lot of window dressing, but obviously that match was about Paige and Naomi more than anything else. And... Maybe they have a few, maybe they don't. All I know is when I saw them in the ring, Russell led, I forgot what pay-per-view it was, it was awesome. Money in the Bank. That pay-per-view, that match was awesome. Yep. So, like, maybe you actually have to give, like, the dark-skinned black girl, like, an actual storyline. Maybe you have to do that. Maybe they have to show some personality with her. Yeah. You know. Maybe you actually have to, like, give Paige, like, something new that is making, like, just a, a ridiculous person, a, a ridiculous human being. I know you don't watch Total Divas, but Naomi is easily the most likable um, diva they have more so than more so than they you know or Naomi uh, Natalia Natalia can come off as somewhat naive and you know people like Natalia too but you know Naomi's the newer face with okay. it um they basically whooped their ass for nothing I don't have a problem with that Emma got to you know display what she can do Alicia looked good you know and Natalia you know did her thing. I like what they did throughout the match of showing like Paige just alienating all of her all of her teammates, like going through with all the teammates. Paige and all her friends, especially Paige, especially Paige and and, and uh, Summer Rae. That was just funny. Um, then we get to Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Um, Very good match. I love their tempo coming out the gate, and they were and they just didn't give them enough time. They, they had and to com- they, like, compensate, and then like they didn't have enough time. And then you throw in the fact that, like, the end of the match is just like, oh, great. Yep. I, like, you and me, like, we watched the pay-per-view together. Um, I was barely, like, I was halfway paying attention during it. Their match was awesome. Like, their ma- like they're, they gave them, like, 15 minutes, but that match, the tempo they were going to, like, they were going at it. And then they just, like, yeah, let's, let's just... Throw, let's just throw water on his flame. Let's just throw water on his flame. Cool these boys down. See, Bray Wyatt didn't realize... We gotta, we gotta say this for another month, or however long. Three he d- weeks. He didn't realize that he wasn't dealing with John Cena anymore. He's dealing with Dean Jump Out Boys Ambrose, yeah, who doesn't, who gives no fucks. Yeah, he'll shoot with a chair. He don't really care about Twice. That. Like, and that's another issue when, as I say about, oh, he, he was gone for a month and he came back as the same guy. Like, the whole... I hand you a chair and see if you hit me to test one night you like you have the or whatever to to not hit me with a chair in the middle of a match. Did that with Cena, like he essentially did it in the in the cage with Daniel Bryan. Um, <laughs> Bryan whooped his ass. <laughs> yeah, and then he does it with Bray Wyatt or sorry not Bray Wyatt but Dean Ambrose is like 
Okay, what other like move do you what have? What do another, you have? Like, do you have another move in like another card in your deck? No. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Like it looked good. I'm gonna have to you know go back through it, but you know Ambrose and White are gonna they're gonna beat the fuck out of each other next month. I know that. Yeah, they are. Um, and they're both about that life. Yes. As we we previously said, uh, <laughs> that life they are about. Um, we have a throwaway tag team match. Uh, Adam Rose and the Bunny, you know, took on Slater Gator. Which I, the second I saw it on screen, I said, "Watch, they ain't got no fucking matches. They're gonna book this shit," and they did. Um, they could have easily swapped Cesaro and Swagger in this this spot, but. You know, oh well. I'd rather see Cesaro and Swire get, you know, five minutes on the pre-show rather than two minutes on the main show. Um, furthers Adam Rose and the Bunny doesn't really do much. You got any thoughts on that? No. Okay. Um, on to the... to. The... Well, no, I'll say this. I enjoy the mashup of the Slater Gator. Like, their music... Yes, their music is very it. hard. Yes. Next... Uh, like PTI. Next. Next, yeah. Um, Nikki Bella wins the Divas Championship in an absolute awesome display. Now, this was the thing I think I disliked most about the entire night. And I there, loved there it. Wasn't a, there wasn't much I disliked about it. I'd like to see them actually wrestle. I mean, I, maybe call me okay. That would be nice. I like to have actually seen those two wrestle. That would have been nice. Um, they had a decent dynamic in their storyline. I mean, it, it, they didn't really verbalize much of it. A lot of it was just, you know. But no one saw that coming. Like, they didn't get squashed? Yes. Because it made no sense. Um, the whole, everyone's kind of defending it with the whole, oh, that's kind of like what she did to Daniel Bryan. But no, I was like, they don't part, acknowledge that shit in storyline, though. That part made sense. How? But the part that didn't make sense was, like... And I don't know what happened on Smack, what happens on SmackDown or um, main event, but like if I'm not mistaken, her 30 days were coming to an end. Yeah, and all of a sudden they cool again. Like I don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Loser. She, like she was essentially, she was essentially like I do this weird humiliating demeaning stuff to you. I have you come out as AJ. I dress up in a butler suit. I dump stuff on your head. I, I make you carry my bags around. And I'm also gonna help. I'm gonna help you like win this belt. And not only like like the thing is, they all you look at it by Monday, and we'll get to it later. Uh, Monday, all three of them are heels. AJ, Nikki, <laughs> AJ, Nikki, and Bree, all three of them, all three of them are heels. It makes none no of them sense. are likable right now. No, no, it makes no sense. Like how are, we supposed who, to cheer AJ for this? Who are we cheering? Oh, and from the SmackDown spoilers I read, um, apparently AJ like attacked them both. After a match or something like that, so I don't I don't know the context of it, but you know how it was written. Um, so on to the main event. Um, I was happy to see Nikki Bella win a Divas title. I think she's the best Diva going right now. That's fine. However, let him let Reese wrestle for yeah. five minutes. Yeah, let him wrestle. They deserve it. Um, like I'm sure they would have had a more than fine match. Um, I was I <sighs> whatever. So we had uh, Team Cena fight, you know, the authority. Um, as soon as the match starts, basically uh, Mark Henry gets his ass KO'd by the Big Show. Absolutely hilarious. Yes. Um, then, uh... Which also makes, like, the swerve, the Big Show swerve even more like, you knock out Mark Henry and then turn, like, what? 
Yeah. Who does that? Then um, they built Ryback up uh, pretty much the whole month, and then they eliminated him first on the yes. face team. Yes. I, I didn't really understand yes, that. Supposed to air run. Right. Um, then Rusev had his showcase. Basically, he whooped everyone on the team's ass except Cena. Like, he took turns on Autumn Boys. Um, but he kind of, he did himself in. They had to, they had to protect him, make sure. Yeah, protect him. Um, Like, better, like, it's better. We never got to see Rusev and Cena. Like, it's better off to make him a dumbass than than to make him (laughs) a guy that gets pinned. That's so much more nobler. Right. Yeah, yeah, how, how you lose? Yeah, bro. I, I splash uh, a nigga. I belly, yeah, bro. I belly splash on a fucking table like a <laughs> Nimrod. Like, <laughs> a dumbass boy. And the best, and the best thing about it is, like, you watching super slow mo. The table he jumped off of, like the American house table. Uh huh. That shit won the like, cause he took a one big like a he jumped off of like on the diving board. Right. So like the table like that, that one was gonna collapse or anything like a la Rock versus Cena uh doing that Rock bottom. Rock, rock and, Punk, yeah. Yeah, I say yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Rock versus Punk in uh, Royal Rumble. Like it just won the cave underneath it, but it didn't. And he luckily got off the ground. Right. Boy, that shit would have been hilarious. For I would have loved that. Let's do all these. I would look. I would have had to vine up immediately. Um, oh man. Then uh. Then we had Luke Harper get rid of Eric Rowan after yes. that. Um, the crowd was kind of electric for their um, encounter. Um, I'd like to see a backstory on it. It doesn't look like they're going that direction, nope. but that Eric, that, that Eric Rowan good. might turn out to be found money out here. Like he, okay. he he might turn out to be found money, and I never like me, like we said we thought he was just a guy. I think he, I think a lot of it is comes out to. Um, they have to capitalize on this before it gets old. Right. A lot like the Miz, like the Miz and Sandow thing. Like, pay it off before it gets old, and we don't want to see it. Right. Like, they should have a match for at at the Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Title. Like, it looks like they're going to do Big Show Eric Rowan next month, but they need to, you know, they need to light that flame. Um, after that, you know, we get that face off uh, where you know Ziggler's knocked the fuck out on the outside of the ring. Um, Cena hops in there with Big Show. All of a sudden, you know, Big Show cops back that right hand and lays Cena out. And the best part is Big Show was on the was like outside on the floor, like on take on one knee for like ten minutes. Or not ten minutes, but like eight minutes at that point. A good five to eight minutes just sitting there. And then all of a sudden it's time for him to get tagged in. Like, oh I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeVille. Right. And just and not seen out pins, I'm like, Oh wow, okay. And I don't think they wanted to have anybody else on the authority actually pin Cena. So I think that was actually a, a good way to no, do it. I, okay, I'm cool with like he had to, he I'm, had to get I'm job. cool with protecting Cena, but like... Do we really want to... Okay, I don't know what to make of Big Show. Like, what does it mean? He wanted a mulligan. You know, he 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 messed up, James. But here's the thing, though. He's a heel, like he. So his heel, his like his heel gimmick is he been on the wrong dog. Pretty much. Like that's his gimmick. Yeah. Like he been on the wrong dog. He's he wants contrition. We ain't giving it to him. So I'm not really a heel. Please forgive me. Y'all ain't giving me. Well, fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Turn up, flame on these niggas. Like that's <laughs> like, okay. I don't really. All right, cool, whatever. Like. You know what I was? I said to you, I was like, "Wow, you know what this means now, right?" 
Big Show Cena. Big Show Cena TLC. But luckily they're not going in that yeah, direction. Yeah. What it looks like. Oh we yeah, you know what that means? We get Big Show Rowan TLC. <laughs> The only thing I'm looking forward to is watching Eric Rowan pick Big Show up like a piece of paper. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how big, like, he's actually, like, comparable in size to Big Show. Which, which like, I never thought, he made Luke Harper look small. Yeah, like, Harper's, or Eric, you forget that Eric Rowan is bigger than Harper, but, like, when Harper's in the ring with Big Show, you're like, yeah, he's small. When you see Eric Rowan in the, in the ring with Big Show, you're like, wow, they're comparable. That's not normal to see someone comparable. Last person I saw comparable to Big Show was Shaq. Like, <laughs> so that's so that so we'll see what these two behemoths do. Like I don't I, like what does leave Mark Henry? I guess Mark Henry like, out Mark, out in the cold. Mark, Mark Henry and Big Show ain't got beef no more, huh? You know where it leaves Mark Henry to get squashed by Roman Reigns next month? Oh God, that's where that's where it leads. Um, so after that, um, Show walks out. So yes. it's basically, you know, Ziggler. Strap, both straps down. Yes. He said, like, fuck y'all. Showing these, showing these things. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so uh, Dolph Ziggler is basically, you know, the last man left standing against Rollins, Kane, and Luke Harper at this point. So it looks like, you know, like, damn, Ziggler has no chance. Meanwhile, you know, I was sitting there. I was like, oh, shit. They're about to give Ziggler like this run. I was like, watch. And then all of a sudden, he just started rolling off the eliminations. He rolls up uh, Harper. Uh, he hit Kane with a zigzag and a super kick. And then Ziggler and Rollins had like a little, a nice little mini match where they did, you know, the false finishers. And then Triple H basically came out there. You know, it looked like Ziggler had to match one um, a couple times. But then Triple H just started digging in that that heel bag of greatness that he has. The heel bag of greatness. <laughs> And then, you know, I will not have this. How dare you count three? Yeah, I pay your... Sorry I pay to interrupt. Your, I pay you. I cut these checks to you. Nah, bro, come on, the ring, hold this. Like, and we were we were predicting it, like, before yeah, the like, whole bro, time. He's like, he's going to pull the ref out the ring. He's going to pull the ref out the ring and knock his ass, move out. I haven't seen this before. Nah, bro, I've been to this rodeo before. <laughs> There's two clowns. There's two clowns. Then so, they pull out yeah. Scott Armstrong, who hasn't been seen since WrestleMania. Maybe, no, bro, they pull, they, he, they pull him out. They, like... New rule. Whenever they pull Oscar Armstrong, it's some they're, bullshit. Lo- no, they're losing. That's what that means. They bring that man out like for keep this continued uh um continuing continuity and then that's it and then they're just done, bro. They keep losing. They keep losing with that man. Then um, you know, basically like Triple H Oh slow count as ref. Like my question yes. is why do I keep bring you out if you gonna count slow? Fast count that nigga, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> then come out there. That man one. count one, reach back, touch the other side of the canvas, cut down two, reach back, <laughs> stop, think about it. Sting music. Think, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, the he stopped re- counting because yes. he heard music. Yes. Pin that man. <laughs> <laughs> what do I pay you to do? I pay you to count, not look. Look, that shit would never happen to Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick would have got the job done. Um... So, like, the weird thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was why the hell Rollins was out for so long. Um, He got, like, Dolph Ziggler, like we said, is the man of a million finishers. Um, They, um, Ziggler, like, never pins anyone off of these finishers, right? Bro. And Rollins was laid out for what had to be, like, ten minutes. Yes. They both were. 
They're both laying on each other. Yeah. Um. Sex. They look like <laughs> sex. They were laying on each other in five minutes. Like, if two, if two people are half naked laying on each other, that's sex. For five minutes, that's sex. That constitutes sex. That was sex. That was all, everything is sex minus the penetration. Wow. Sex. So, um, while, while sex was being engaged in, uh, Sting basically arrives in WWE for the first time, like, for what people have been waiting for for 25 years. Uh, Minus the ball spot, yes. Yes, he he arrived. His hair was, like, red. Thin at the top, yes. A little thin, you know. I, yeah. I think they should give Sting a haircut. Or, or wet his hair or something. He should have went and hollered at Steve at Kevin Nash about how to do the Just for Men. Right. Um, but whatever. But, uh, you know, he whooped Triple H's ass, and it looks like a WrestleMania preview. Um, if you say so. You know Triple H has fought all the other WCW guys, so why not Sting? I don't know, man. Because I I, I don't know. I don't know what they make of that. I'm not going to even go far down the lines. Like that might be a one time only thing with Sting. Like do like do do we have any proof of Sting in in, in a great face versus face feud or anything? I think it's kind of the best route for him to go against, you know, Triple H who isn't going to let him have a bad match like that. Um well m- my thing is like 5 months the storyline's going to be hot. Look, that's five why five months. Well, how they remedy that the authorities going away. But, you know, they'll be back somehow. They'll bring it back up and come June, January. They'll be like, you screwed us over. No, no, no. We're mad for our revenge against a guy that, like, has there's no stakes involved for Sting at all. What are, they'll figure what, something out. What can, Triple, what can Triple H take away from Sting? You'll never wrestle in WWE. <laughs> You'll never wrestle in WWE ever. Okay. Been there. Kind of done that already. Yeah. Uh, they'll figure it out. They'll, fi- they'll find a way to make it matter. We'll kidnap your entire family. I'm the crow. Everyone's dead around me. <laughs> what? Well, you know. Look, man. Triple H always well, have, threaten to have sex with dead family members. Like, what's he going to do? Like, nobody's buried. Like, you fucking bones? Like, okay. Whatever. Um, my, like, They're so the authority. They're like, evil. There's no, like, there's no WCW for Sting to protect. So why does, why does Sting even care? <laughs> like, you know, you know, he's he, 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 Sting has always done the right thing. Like I've seen For it, WCW. I've always seen it written on the internet. I just want to know what you think of this. Oh, Sting God. is the dumbest re- kayfabe wrestler ever. He's a, go, give the me dumbest ever. The dumbest kayfabe wrestler ever. Explain. I don't All get right, that. I gotta look this up. Hold on. All right, man. So like, I just don't get why. <coughs> like, I'm just really struggling trying to understand. Like. How Sting ever, like fits in and gets a match other than oh he wrestles Undertaker, which is what everyone like sees coming from a mile away, and plus like people have been talking about this forever. Sting talks about it a million times, and typically when that kind of stuff happens, when there's like people talk about stuff, it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen when it comes to like these dream matches. Because typically like when people, for example, um, if I remember correctly, last year Piper was campaigning for a match, right? Was it? Was it Piper that was campaigning last year for a match? Yes. Or was it? Or was it? Uh, was it Piper or was it? Um, oh Roberts? yeah. It was Roberts doing a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. All right. How many times has Sting um, befriended known backstabbers? Most notably. <laughs> most, <laughs> most, <laughs> most, 
watch watch uh, Halloween having ninety five. Oh my um, god! How many, games that yes. man I got fucked in. Yes, <laughs> that, that man always getting fucked out there. Uh, most notably, Rick. That man really is the Undertaker out there <laughs> getting jobbed. Um, it was saying, how many times has Sting befriended known backstabbers, most notably Ric Flair, and in the end gets blindsided? It's yeah. like he hasn't learned anything from being in the Four Horsemen and the Wolf Pack. Yeah. Um, That's true. In the 90s. Uh, he was like the cleanest, smiliest baby face around, but they set him up to be even more gullible than Hogan at his worst, someone said. Yeah, that's, yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, he joined the Four Horsemen as a face. Um, it was, it was, it was weird. Yeah, man, I, that's, I can't, I can't argue otherwise with that. I, I agree, man. Yeah. So the authority loses, they're out of power, um, and we're going to come back for segment two, uh, where we'll get into Monday Night Raw and talk about, you know, Daniel Bryan, the anonymous GM, uh, Triple H's promos and you know, J&J security. <laughs> but, uh, this is One Nation Radio. Behold the king. The king of kings. On your knees, dog. <laughs> Welcome to segment two of One Nation Radio. Moving on to Raw, um, opened up with Triple H and Stephanie in the ring, and basically Triple H cuts the promo from a uh, few good men, is it? Yeah, he is Colonel Jessup, full-on Colonel Jessup, yes. Um, he basically, you know, says, you know, the, the fans, or Stephanie says the fans know nothing, you know, the perils of leadership and stuff like that. Well, that was more Triple H. Like, Stephanie first got the mic and was saying how, um, like, Sting shouldn't... She basically hit the bullet yes. points. Like, Sting got... Like, I would have got away... For, I would have got away... We would have got away with it if not for, you know... This those, guy. Like, you know, the, like, your dog and the mailing kids. Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then she starts crying, and then Triple H goes full on Colonel Jessup. And then Daniel Bryan comes out and stunts on him. Yes. Like... And it was funny. As only he could. Yeah. Because that's the guy that, you know, we said, shouldn't Daniel Bryan have something to do with this? And they bring back Daniel Bryan, and, you know, he plays a nice role at uh, Monday night. It was, it was real cute, you know. <laughs> um, basically, Daniel Bryan becomes the GM um, after, you know, a million yes chants in Triple H's face. Um, and he... He uh, calls out all the members of the authority, which was classic. You asked me a great question. Who the fuck put Daniel Bryan in charge for the night? Yes. Um, yeah, no answer. Remember, um, last time we saw Vince and, Vince and uh, Daniel Bryan interacting, Vince was trying to make him into more of a... Uh, corporate guy. Yes, more of a champion. Remember, Daniel Bryan was eating meat for that man. <laughs> you know, um... Like, yeah, so Daniel Bryan mysteriously, you know, is, is crowned the, the GM. And um, basically, he calls out the authorities team. Um, 
you know, Seth Rollins gets the option, you know, of competing in a three-on-two triple threat or three-on-two handicap match against Cena and Ziggler and his partners on the screen. J&J Security, Kane and Henry or Kane and Luke Harper or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly what it was. Okay. Um, he books Luke Harper versus um, Dean Ambrose in a match. Um, Mark Henry basically gets right back. And uh, Rusev has to either say the national anthem or um, he competes in a battle royal, for which his, ended up happening. Yes, which ended up happening on SmackDown. Um, well, it makes sense because he like he he he, he said fuck this basically. Yeah, like he walked out of it. He he just like no, nah, I'm out of here. Not doing it. And the best thing of all, um, Corporate Kane was you know you know fired from his post, and you know he took up a new position. He was Concessions Kane. Yes, Concessions uh, Kane. They should just continue rolling this Kane shit out. Kane, I think Kane should be the new like comedy. You know, insert whatever Kane. You know, um, you. I don't know if you saw the WWE shorts cartoon that was out late, earlier in the year. They pulled it, but they had Malibu Kane. They had Safari Kane. I saw the Malibu Kane thing on a meme. Yeah, Malibu I Kane. I thought that was a real one. I thought it was something they made up. Yeah, that it sure was hilarious. Um, but, you know, Kane played his role well. He's a great utility guy at this stage in his career. Um, well, hold on. Great? Really great? Or just passable? Or good? I think he's great at what he does. Like, you know, it's not interesting, but... <laughs> it's not interesting? Yes, it's not. It, like, no one's signing up to buy a ticket to go watch what Kane does. But he fills the gaps. Like, he plugs, you know, like, holes. Like, my you need a guy to go out there... Yes, he can fill all the holes, but... Is he good at filling all the He's holes? a utility guy. He's a utility guy. Alright, so, like... Like, you bring him off your bench, you know, for some instant offense. And you know what the utility guy normally is, right? Inconsistent. Average. Um, mediocre, if you will. You know, we don't fuck with no mediocre. Uh, my question my question for you is, when is he going to come out with, uh... <laughs> when is he going to come out with, like, the fake diesel glove? Since he fills all these holes, he's so versatile. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a natural chameleon. Yeah, you've seen all the gimmicks. My question is, why did fake Diesel endure, but not, like, fake Razor? Like, who's that guy? Where is he, where has he been in the past Rick, 20 years? Rick Bogner, I think is his where name. Where has he been in the past 20 years? Like, why couldn't he have been, like, Undertaker's other, hey, other brother? For all I know, he's <laughs> dead. Brother. He's a wrestler. For all, for all, for all I know, he's dead. <laughs> wow. Um... You know, Dean Ambrose and Harper have a nice little match. Um, and Bray Wyatt appears out of nowhere, like, you know, normal. Yeah. Um, He's the match ruiner. Like, that's his whole gimmick. Like, I'm going to get heat by ruining matches, by yep. ruining good matches. That's, that's what he does. Like, think about it, right? Um, Jericho versus um, versus uh, your boy. Miz? No, no, not Miz. Uh it was a Rollins. Rollins, yeah, that yep. match was great. Cena versus Orton. Break that up too. Yep. Break up the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Um, he breaks up matches. Yeah. Broke up Hell in a Cell. Yep. You know Bray name. Wyatt, where main eventers go to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when we ain't got nothing for the main eventers to do, they go hang out with Bray Wyatt for three months. Um, you know, think about it. Dan Bryan, Cena, uh, Ambrose. They bring, they give him Jericho. Yeah. Just, you know. And then who they don't really come out looking better for it. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, did Darren Bryan really come out better or was it, oh my gosh, we're happy he's free from this so we can get back to whatever he was going on? Um, it created a good moment. I would moment. say that he helped contribute to Daniel Bryan because he got him the slow motion yes chance and the cage chance. And that's a huge, that was a huge deal. But everything else, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. He didn't help no one else. Um, he ain't help Cena. So the new day is coming next week. Are we sure? Yes, they debuted this week on SmackDown, uh, which I'll be. I'm hold tempted on, to tune hold in. On, hold on, hold on. They gave them a month worth of promos to just debut them on SmackDown. And they wrestled in the six man tag matches faces. Yeah, I'm kind of concerned I'm okay already. With the face part, my issue is they were giving them these vignettes for like a month, a full four weeks. And that's what SmackDown. SmackDown, which I okay. haven't watched in. I don't know. I don't think I've watched SmackDown yeah, since get, Batista fought Dolph Ziggler. Bro, I get to SmackDown when I get to SmackDown. Like that's not appointment television. Or Sheamus fought Batista. I think that's the last time I watched SmackDown. Wow. Yeah. Um. Sandow and Miz retained the belts. Um. Last night. What do you think of the new Fandango? Uh, you know, Latin guy, you know, as Latino. I miss the music. Like, I understand they need to give him a new direction, but, like, I more aggressive. This ain't going to get over. Because, like, you took everything that, like, even as a... As a Sounds I, familiar. That people even ironically would like. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it's like, he's not doing, like, the ridiculous, absurd, like, gyrations in his dancing with, like, yep. his hips. And, like, the pelvic thrusting is gone. Like... The music isn't as fun. Nope. And he's Rose Mendez. And he still has like the, he still has that glass ceiling gimmick to where it's like no matter what you do, you ain't not main event WrestleMania. If you're a ballroom dancer, your ass ain't main eventing WrestleMania. Like, yep. what are we doing with this exactly? Um, maybe like I'm not saying MC can't win the belt because watching Monday Night Wars, we, as we know, like David Arquette, David won, the Arquette belt. Won, the, won the belt. So. Like that doesn't mean he's out of running, but like he he's not he's not made him in the end of WrestleMania with that gimmick. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, we had Brie Bell and AJ Lee have a match. Um, and we can get to um their you know thing. Basically, Brie you know rolls her up, um, off of Nikki distraction, beats her. Both is, Bella twins. Which is like the same way that like Brie had beat. Like, all, all three of them have beaten one or the other, like, on some rock, paper, scissors shit, by the other one, the third one that wasn't in the match, actually just copping up on the apron and distracting them to get rolled up from behind. Yep. All three of them have done that to each other. Yep. Um, so, basically, like, uh, the story of this, of this match, uh, which kind of broke out a war of words on Twitter between, you know, the AJ Lee followers and... You know, those of us that tend to look at things from a different perspective. Really? That was actually that was actually a two sided thing. I thought it was just one sided list and no one liked it. Really? Oh yeah. Um uh, I I'm sure Okay. Well the side that I wasn't on, like what was their take for the most part? Ooh, she told the Bellas, you know, the Bellas are such sluts, they're and hoes, like they have no talent. You get them, AJ. So, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, in reality, like 
the AJ part when she's married, like, regardless of if she's slept around or not, I don't know. I have no idea. Who cares? That. That's not that, our business. One, that's irrelevant. And two, like, she's married to a guy that is a wrestler, so you can give that assumption off that she sleeps around two wrestlers, <laughs> correct? Because she's married to one that was a wrestler at the time. And On and off screen. And also, you throw in, like, her entire, all of her storylines that got her into being who she is as a wrestler the past two years pretty much all involved her like being romantically linked to wrestlers whether it was Daniel Bryan or Kane or Dolph Ziggler or Cena or CM Punk correct yes so that was kind of dumb right talent is not sexually transmitted was the quote I, I I don't think this is for kids that's another one that made us like sexually transmitted like okay cool and the thing that for me was like it didn't go over well with the crowd because they were probably like, one, they were probably checked out because that match was just like, oh, we've seen this. All, we've, this is like the fourth, third or fourth variation we've seen between these three women. Right. And then it's like, oh, like it's supposed to go over as pipe bomb. It's Sam like, Punk writing her crowd shit. <laughs> but, the, but the crowd died on it. And it's like, all right, so it, it didn't go well over the live crowd. And two, it's like, if you're her and people are writing stuff for you, it's like, all right. They hand it to you to read. He's like, question. You realize, like, all most of my storylines, like, for the past, like, four years or three years, the majority of them is me being, like, having, like, romantically linked in, implicitly, like, having sex with John Cena in the hotel camera car. Right. Right? You understand? No? You didn't? You forgot? And I'm actually married in real life. To a guy that doesn't work here anymore. No, but it's not. You can forget about that. You be like, you, you realize like. No, because she she is, she insinuated that they slept their way to the top. Correct. And the okay. Bellas have never been linked on screen with anyone. Is that true? I think they had a thing with Dan Bryan years ago, but yeah, like, I'm not really like, I'm not really like counting. Around that. the Gil like, Kim thing. Yeah, time, like that's right? like 2010. That's like that's like eight years ago, in, in <laughs> WWE uh, okay, kayfabe so, terms. Okay, so if you want to, well, my thing is on either level, for like breaking down the fourth wall to be like, oh, this is a meta storyline or not, it's still like it, either way, it doesn't make any sense because like, okay, I don't know about like the Bella's history beyond the ones the guys they're with now, right? But we know about like the indie scene and the guys that AJ's been linked to before CM Punk. So right. like, I've been I've been at an uh, indie show. Like in the back locker room with a guy that used to mess with AJ. But but, but like we're getting really high. We're getting too far in. Like because my thing is like it made no sense on either on either level. So like one, why write it for her to say, and two, if you're AJ, why write why say it other than just to get get over? And then right. in the end, it didn't it didn't go over. It went over as a dud. It's supposed to be a pipe bomb, and it was a dud. Like it was just a failure on all counts. I guess they just want us to talk about it like we're doing. And, that, and it's a few for three, as I said earlier, three hills. Like this thing is who, I don't know who, work. like I, aside from us, you know, ironically cheering people or, you know, we're recognizing, you know, oh, we're being worked. Like the whole Nikki Bella thing. Like there's no one for, for you know, the average person to just be like, oh, okay, who's, who's, a, who's a good person? Oh, they're all, this, if you just looked at it on paper, the things that they're doing, we should be booing all three like, of these hoes. No, like, like, if you were to think, like, who am I supposed to cheer for out of any of them? Or root for to succeed in all three of them? You'd probably say Bree, but it's like... Look, Bree's shady, too. Bree's out here, like... Like, for me, you saw the Bree-Nikki thing, and it turned into, like, 
yeah, Nikki screwed her over, but in real life and reality over the years, Nikki has been held back by Bree because Bree does the stuff to her on the TV show and make you feel yeah. pathetic. So, like, in reality, it's turned out to, like, a clean wash. So both hmm. these people are people you're not supposed to actually really like. And then you have Bree out here, like, you know, doing all types of weird stuff with AJ, dressing up as her, costing her matches, um, helping her sister win. I like Bree as AJ better, though, than AJ as <laughs> AJ. I don't know. Did you ever see AJ as Nikki? Yes. Yes, she like stuffed her. She stuffed her top shorts and in her shorts. Top. Okay. They just need to stop. Yeah. Um. So moving forward, we'll 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 see where they take it next. But I, I, they definitely like they they sparked a debate within the wrestling community. What's the debate exactly? Or they sparked interest, like, it, like, like basically it, because we're calling point? this a, like look how much time we spent talking about this, like so. More eyes on it. Well, my thing is, I'm just surprised that there are people that are like, yeah, you go Nikki other than like, all right, well, those people are just people that just don't like the Bellas. That's fine. You don't have to like the Bellas, but... People ain't never like the Bellas. I mean, but if you don't, that's fine, but I don't get how you like... I don't understand, like, that makes no sense on the other side around it, which is like, hypocrisy runs clearly in heel circles, so it's like, oh, so yes. nobody's nobody's face in this feud, so why should we care? Yeah, Andrew Lee, we living should, hypocrisy. We should hope that, like, they get in the ring and, like, the ring, like... Explodes. It's, it's, no, it's on like a like the San Andreas fault, and it like falls off <laughs> into the the pit of the earth. Uh, from there, moving on. Uh, Adam Rose and the Bunny fight. Tyson Kidd and Italian. Italian never ta- tags in. Adam Rose looks dejected on the apron as the Bunny like you know, like um, oh no, that was the other match. See, I I don't know why. Fuck this. Um, <laughs> Adam Rose and the Bunny. They need to blow this shit up. Um. Then we get to the main event, J&J Security, Somebody Rollins. made a point that I heard recently, and they said, I think it might have been a straight shoot, and they said, the bunny, and um, the bunny is basically Mizdow. They're the same thing. Yeah. Like, the package is different, but, like, in a, in a, like effectively, they're the same thing. Yeah, you're cheering this, like... Like you're, I don't know if people don't. You're the guy that the heater supposed to, is trying to get over at expense because you don't know if I'm supposed to like this guy or he's funny. Yeah, and like you're you're still in the spotlight, but Miz doesn't realize that Sandow's still in the spotlight. He thinks it's a reflection of him, as where Adam Rose thinks, "What the fuck is going on here? Well, I'm the star of the show. This Miz, is a fucking bunny." Miz recognizes and then doesn't at other times because like when he does the, the fake hot tag thing, like you want me to tag him in? Well, I'm not gonna tag him in. Ha ha ha. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep into this headlock. Right. So yeah, I mean, but it's just same difference. Um, and you know, we had Ziggler and Cena whoop, you know, J and J Security and Rollins' ass, and the end of the match. Um, we had the fucking Raw or the anonymous general manager thing. Beep beep beep. That thing came back. What do you make of this? Because I absolutely hate it. Um, I'm assuming that's... Triple like H a, was right. Basically, I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be a setup to where Cena's going to get so sick and tired of like what happens because it's kind of it's kind of like the the devil you do know is is isn't as bad as the devil you don't. Right. And he they bring back the authority over time because it's going to build to a point of tension between like 
it's anonymous GM this year, this week, or this week it's King Kong Bunny stops in 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 books, right. or it's either you know, that or m- motherfuckers are gonna like they're gonna put, try to put a hit out on Cena, and basically like they're gonna have guys you know basically bum of the month trying to whoop Cena's ass into you know we're gonna keep whooping your ass until you bring Triple H back. You know, we ain't gonna get up off your head until you bring Triple H back. Or like, it's like, oh, I don't understand why Brock Lesnar never wrestling at these pay per views, and it's, it's just a point of frustration he reaches, and he brings it back. Yeah, something like that. Um, but they said it's just uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it's just next week. You know, in a Cyber Monday or whatever, I'll I'll live with that. But is it is it still being implied to be Hornswoggle? Who knows? Wait, what? You remember how the raw, the anonymous general manager storyline paid off, right? No. One, one night randomly, they paid it off as being Hornswoggle the whole time. They pulled him from under the ring, and he had a MacBook Air just like I have on my lap. Yes, wow. it was Hornswoggle. Um, and Santino spent a whole episode like basically spying, like acting like Sherlock Holmes. Was that the one that was in London? It might have been. It might have been. And like he was backstage with Sam with um with R Truth or was R Truth Sherlock Holmes that week? Yes, I think it was um I think it was both of them together. And um that yeah, was, bro, that was a while. That was like 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah. Woo. So yeah, the anonymous general man. That was like when Jerry Law had a heart attack, basically. And they okay, got rid so of that that's whole shit. 12. Um, so I don't know what what they do from there, but hopefully it's just next week. But that's going to wrap up segment two. We'll be back for segment three, No Holds Barred. Um, who knows what the hell we're going to talk about. But um, that's why it's No Holds Barred. This is One Nation Radio. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. We've spent like, I don't know how long between segment two and three in real time probably like um, an hour yeah probably like an hour talking about things like um as i said i was gonna tell you on the saying on the air things like equating or the parallel for r kelly as a songwriter is scott steiner um cutting promos like he's 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 the best while at the same time also being the worst i think i think personally r Kelly's a lot more talented in his field than scott steiner's ceiling ever was but why do you say that? Like, Scott Steiner is a prolifically great promo cutter. Because he's, like, in your face the same way R. Kelly is when he's talking about the sex is in the kitchen and the oven's on 400. But you're not watching something transcendent when you're watching Scott Steiner. You're watching somebody that that just looks like to be out of their mind. Like, you can't just find another R. Kelly well, out there. You can find someone to do what Scott Steiner well, was doing. when R. Kelly's doing his thing... Like what was transcendent was like what was going on in what ninety four like R Kelly sex like R yeah like <laughs> R Kelly and Lady Gaga talking about sex is like okay cool we've been here before like R Kelly like you know we say that um that 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 Ric Flair could uh could wrestle a mop could wrestle, yeah, wrestle a, mop. a broom yeah he'll, he'll wrestle a broom for ten minutes and have a good show like R Kelly can write a re- a song about sex in his sleep yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I go through that catalog and he has songs called my dreams, some my sex in his dreams, wet dreams, something like that. <laughs> That's probably a song title. Like R. Kelly has multiple songs about cars, about cars and euphemisms for sex, multiple songs. But we basically started this segment to say we really ain't got nothing to talk about in wrestling, uh, too much. Uh, Roman Reigns is coming back next month. Um, you know, us talking about sex a lot during promos. Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah. 
freaks out there. <laughs> the big bad booty daddy, you know, he rolled, you saw he rolled all up on Stephanie Man that one time. Yeah. He I um called an H and R department up. He was um always telling Bobby Lashley, you know, to come see his wife wanted to see what a real man looked like and wow. you know, that size does matter, you know. Um, you know, that you know, the women, the freaks, you know, they always they appreciate size. You know, and he's also he's genetic freak. He's genetic freak, and he had been with you know he broke Wilt Chamberlain's record. You know, twenty thousand women. You know, you know I they say take everything with a grain of salt in wrestling, but you know my point is they're both sleaze balls. That's really what I was getting at. They're both sleaze balls for what they did, and sometimes it worked a lot. Like a lot of times it worked, and a lot of times it didn't as well. They're the same guys. <laughs> they're just in different fields or they're parallel. Yes. Look, this is almost as out there as when they're you when you told guys. me that Adrian was fucking Mick. Bro, you know, <laughs> like the theory. Okay, you want me to do this? You yes. want me to do this? Okay, let's do it. For those that watch that are Rocky fans, if you watch if you watch Rocky, um, if you binge watch Rocky, binge watch all the way through three, right? You see, over the time, um, Adrian and Mick's relationship evolved to the point to where, you know, um, <clears throat> she's in a coma. Keep in mind, he first hated her guts because she was number to distract for Rocky. Then yep. she ends up pregnant in the coma and whatnot, and then he goes to her bedside and stuff. Um, they gain a rapport over time by the end of Rocky, by the like beginning of Rocky Three. You see Mick. And Adrian walking downstairs um, to go meet Rock inside that huge mansion that they had, and you see like Adrian like fixing herself up in her hair, and you see Mick like tucking his pants in and like like putting his belt back together, walking down to go meet Rock. Meanwhile, this Look, is the 80s. They're out here. They're out here knocking boots. Meanwhile, Mick is like 80 years old at this time. And yeah, because 80 year old men don't ever have uh, sire kids at this point anymore, huh? No. That never happened, huh? Never. Okay. Never. If you want to. That's absurd. Hey. What? <laughs> what, what, was Rocky, what was Rocky's uh, kid's name? Rocky Jr., I think. Rocky Jr.? I think it was Rocky yeah, Jr. It ain't Rocky Jr., that's Mickey Jr. Boy. Yeah. So, please tweet One Nation Radio about uh, what y'all think, you know, this absurd theory sounds like. The thing like. is this, if you binge watch it like I did... And I'll make it sound I'll make it sound like I'm a crazy person. Like if you binge watch it just like I did. No, if you just watch it and you're like you see the your all these shots add up like between two and three and you're like, Oh my god, like why are they that's weird. And then also the another factor is like Well also Mick he dies, Mick softens when, over time. When Mick dies at the end, what does Adrian do? The last person to see him a lot live is Adrian because she left she stayed backstage and watch, let Rock go out there and get his ass by Clever Lane. Drug. Understatement. <laughs> Mick was a love age in his life. We, we ain't even know it. We ain't even know it. Absolutely unbelievable. I have no words. Hey man, it's um, a movie. Yeah. Like you love to talk about like like all like the you know the philandering that like Marvel the King, but we can't talk about these fictional fuckers, really. No. <laughs> Yo, this is the ridiculous. This is the ridiculous man that I that I do this podcast with. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like I was saying, Roman Reigns is back next month. Um, I'm I'm picking out Mark Henry as his next opponent. If uh, he has an ideal opponent, who do you see him 
fighting. Fandango. Fandango. Yeah. They could do that. It would be terrible. Serious. Like uh, Miz. <laughs> Miz. Yeah. Well, I think them boys, they still had a tag team belt, so I had to disagree on that. Like, they, they ain't really about crossing up no feuds like that. You think that you think they're gonna have a blow off and it's gonna last long with Miz and uh and Sandow? Cause I don't. It's gonna come out to the Royal Rumble and Sandow's gonna come out as a face, but where he goes from there is tricky because. Well, my it gets real is, crowded during WrestleMania time. My question is why can't it be Big Show? Big, Big Show. Show's tied up with Ron. You think that's gonna last long? Like some of these fuses gonna no, be that's last. a that's a one. Some of these things are gonna last like two weeks and be done. It could be Big Show. It could be Big Show, but I think Rowan's gonna get a crack at him because you can have big those two wrestle and they have big have Luke Harper move on to whoever else because I don't you don't know what's going on between like Luke Harper, Aragorn, and and Ziggler. Like why can't Ziggler go get his belt back? He could, but he's kind of above that belt. So I I think they gotta let you know Luke Harper do something with it you know they I you know they could have another match and Luke Harper still wins. My point, well, really, what I'm saying is like I don't know. There's a, like in that mid card, there's like a lot of stuff like they could go right back. Oh yeah, and also the black hole of the U.S. Championship is Rusev. So like it's like everyone kind of has to go at the Intercontinental title because you can't really oh send anybody God. over to fight Rusev. Rusev is, is somebody that can be mentioned for that too. What for, for Reigns when he comes back because like they kind of have a history because they throw they always battle each other in battle royals and Reigns always throws his ass out. Yep. Ugh. I think he's like the like Lesnar's almost a black hole too. Like yeah, you send somebody up there, they're gonna get their ass whooped. So well until WrestleMania. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, Reigns can whoop that ass. Only wrestling two, he's only wrestling one person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think that's a mistake? Could, could WWE be capitalizing on Lesnar's value by, you know, having him interact with other guys? Well, who would he be wrestling besides John Cena right now, given that CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns are all out of commission, are gone? I mean, they could have had Orton not shoot a movie. Do people really want to see Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar? That's Randy Orton's like I, the I hottest thing in the business. I, uh, the second he comes back is going to be ridiculous. But are people going to be rooting to see him beat Brock Lesnar? Because people like Brock Lesnar a lot, though. They only like him when he whoops Cena's ass. Are like, you sure of that? They hated him when he broke the streak. They thought, you know, the whole Triple H thing was boring. You know, he fought CM Punk and it was a great match. You know... I say, you know, they both contributed to well, that. My point is, people, CM Punk was beloved, and no one, like, hated Brock Lesnar for fighting CM Punk. That's my point. Like, you have a guy, you have basically, like, two tweener-type guys that, like, people will root for, but, like, who's carrying that feud, basically? Like, who's carrying that feud with the mic between those two? Just have them face off. Video package. They 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 got they look. They have the best video package. Like you know, like it really don't take much for an RKO bitch out of nowhere a couple times. The the build ain't got to be that hard. You know, I never I never had gotten a chance to fight you. You're always fighting Cena, but meanwhile I'm out here doing whatever. Da, 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 and we we never you know really got to see that. You know, they could. Nah, they're not bringing back Batista, but um. <laughs> um 
I don't know, man. I, I'd be down for Orton versus Lesnar. Always have I been. I don't think there's really a lot of, like, you know, a, a lot of, like, eagerness in these streets for that. I, I Maybe I'm mistaken, but I'd just be like, it's just, like, if you're doing that, then you might as well just have Lesnar wrestle in every pay-per-view then. That's one of those matches that it's comes fresh in. fresh matchups. My, my thing is, like, if he wrestles every pay-per-view, then, yeah, let, you get Orton in there for one, for a match or two. But, like, if he's only going to wrestle, you know, the big shows. Right, the big shows. <laughs> the big shows, then I don't really see the point in having him get a swing at it. I don't know. Like, because the whole plan, the, the plan reigns Lesnar thing, that rumors, you know, you bring up a point about the mic, you know, being a thing. Um, Reigns is taking these acting classes and doing whatever. Wait, so what? Yeah, they say Roman Reigns is taking, like, acting classes to kind of just work on his character a little bit more and stuff like that. I kind of see it like... But then, well, then why is he still saying things like, I'm going to make it rain up in this bitch? That shit was tight, man. No. You ain't like that shit? Okay, if you didn't like doing, if you that's one of those lines when the same thing with rappers when people when they have punchlines like if you don't like rapper A and they say the same words you think is is nursery rhyme is the worst shit ever but if it's someone you like you're like okay that's cool that's cool that's one of those hey man I'm a Roman Reigns guy I can't you know if Bray Wyatt is saying that you'd be like what the fuck is this at least we know what Reigns meant you know. He's 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 gonna make it rain this, but he's gonna with do his fist. thing. Yeah, he's gonna whoop some ass. He's gonna make basically. it rain with a fist. You know, Bray Wyatt. I don't know what the fuck he be talking about. It's just ambig. It's just nonsensical. I'm sorry, ambiguous. I'm gonna make it rain with this fist. That's real. What? No, no. He said I'm gonna make it rain in this bitch. I'm making it rain in this bitch. Yes, with this yeah. fist. Yeah. That makes no sense. Hey, I'm whoop some ass. That's all. That's all it says. You know, put you two know, and two together. Well, What's he gonna do with this? I know fist? this is fair to say, but you know, normally like Stone Cold Steve Austin say like, I'm not whoop, whoop, can't whoop ass on you, on you, on you. You know, or yeah. you know, I lay a smack down and you run through candy ass. Like that's kind of like how it goes. You know, yeah. As opposed to I'm making rain up in this bitch. This is one of those like if you with it, cool. If you're not, you're not gonna get it. But it's like I, I just recognize it's either or. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm just telling people now, you know, y'all better deal with it. You know, in the Roman Reigns era, y'all y'all better get ready because it's coming, whether you like it or not. You know, it's I, the best thing going today. Just don't, <laughs> just, just don't let them talk. Just don't, just don't let them talk. That's basically where I'm at. The interesting just don't thing, let talk. this is where, you know, you can compare it to looking at when Austin got hurt and it kind of gave him a chance to kind of, you know, work on his promos and being, you know, entertained and stuff like that. Austin's already doing things like saying, like, if you had an S to the to the name Hitman, that's yeah. how I feel like. Yeah, oh, Bret Hart. Yeah. Like, he was doing stuff like that. Like Already. they've got to they got to find a way to make rings, you know, rather than bring these, you know, these can recorded interviews like just have him hanging out backstage, you know, doing some shit like have he's, not, him, he's not an Ambrose with the ice bucket challenge or calling uh, the J&J connection, uh, the cruiserweights. He's not yeah. that kind of guy. And that's fine. He doesn't have to be, you know, have, have him come in there and Superman punch a bitch, you know, I don't know. Well, he's trying to recovering from a hernia. Kind of let that heal up first. It's kind of serious. Kind of need your core to do this wrestling thing. I heard. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna make it rain, this bitch. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> but, but um. Like the, 
Like, like it doubles as like a euphemism too. Like it's just <laughs> ridiculous, just ridiculous. Oh man, yeah. Um, so, anything on the network you've been uh, checking out lately, or no? Nah, man, I haven't looked at the network in a while. Shame I mean, on you, James. It was free this month. Like you told me. I mean, I, I still have it. I just haven't looked at it. Um, you told me that the Usos documentary was pretty good, right? Yes. Um, the Usos documentary. It's only about a half hour long, maybe, maybe forty five minutes, and um. I think it's going to be something that's going to start, you know, picking up the different superstars that they do, especially, like, the newer guys, like the Usos. Like, you know, you get to see what they were doing before WWE. You get to see, like, you know, how they grew up. You get to hear them talk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got to hear them talk a lot, too. You get to hear what their individual voices sound like. They were showing pictures of Reigns, too. Like, all of them growing up together. Like, bro. I saw a picture of him. He looks like the biggest biggest dweeb out of all three of them. (laughs) I remember I saw a picture, like, on Facebook of them three, and I was like, wow. All three of them. All all three of them were the linebackers, like, at at their high school. Like, Reigns was the middle linebacker. And those two were the outside linebackers, and they used to open open up hell on the quarterbacks. The highlights they were showing, like the Usos was out there not giving a fuck about themselves. Um, but it it was cool just to kind of see the the way they got into wrestling, which was through Umaga, who you know had passed away. Basically, he showed up on their doorstep and was like, "Yeah, you know, I noticed y'all ain't really got shit going on with y'all selves after you know one of them failed out of college, and the other one, you know, they, you know they didn't make it to the NFL or whatever." And, you know, I'm going to Houston. Basically, y'all can come now, you know, and get in this wrestling game, you know, like everybody else. And, you know, they went down there and they were training with at, with Booker T. And, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, Booker T was on a documentary well, talking about... When I heard the thing about Houston, I was like, I'm assuming... I just assumed Booker was involved. Yeah. And, yeah, I think he, they started wrestling down for uh, Booker's promotion down there and then the school that he runs... Um, I, I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty cool. Booker's on there. Jericho's talking about him on there. Uh, a lot of different guys giving their, you know, two cents on the Usos. It was pretty cool. Um, Jericho's probably like, I knew these kids when they were eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew all these kids when they were eight. Yeah, Rikishi's on there. Um, you know, pretty cool, but, you know, they got to get some new, they got to keep this shit going, like, uh, get more of the new guys on there, you know, I like to see, you know, Big E, you know, because the whole thing with the power lifting and him being at Iowa and ripping up both his knees and never really being able to play, um, he'd be interesting, Ambrose would be interesting, well, they kind of did the Shield one already, um, Ziggler definitely would be interesting, um, you know, they just need to talk about his starts and stops with WWE, pretty much, um, do you think this is the beginning of something for Ziggler? What do you mean? Like he becomes a man of Venner? Yes. A consistent man of Venner? Well, you know, anywhere between, you know, like, between like 6 and 10 and with the <clears throat> ability to be between 1 and 5. Like that kind of, you know. I mean, wasn't he already that before? You could say that, but... I never thought that... I always thought that, yeah, they can give him, like, he... I always thought he was, like, he's pretty much, like, the New Age Jericho, sort of. Like, when Jericho was, like, um, like, in the mid-2000s or so, like, he's around, he's bankable, you can throw him out whenever you need to, but we don't really need that guy to be our star for the company because he's not going to take us 
far as we really want to go. And it doesn't mean like it's a slight against him. It's just like that's not what kids want necessarily. Uh, they don't want the cocky blonde-haired guy. They just that's thirty some odd years old. They just don't really do that. Maybe that's why he's letting his roots grow in. <laughs> um, but Ziggler, like the crowd was in like the crowd was insane when he won Money in the Bank. The crowd was insane when you know he cashed in. The crowd was insane for you know him pulling off all these wins and but the, you know, the great matches. Like, the thing with me is the way they book him is he loses these matches. He he like he comes out here and he has like. They've been whooping ass lately. No, no, my point is he comes out, like, his whole thing is he comes out, he has these ridiculous matches where he takes these absurd bumps where he's, you know, he takes a, he takes a knife-edge chop like it's, like he just got clothesline from hell, right? Yeah. And, like, he over, he overdoes every single match, he over-exaggerates every single, like, aspect of every single match, like, and, like, five-man matches look like, Russell, look like Undertaker and Sean at 25, right? So, <clears throat> like, he does that kind of stuff, and he ends up losing, you know, even though, like, every single move he does is a finishing move at the end, right? Um, so, like, that's kind of what he is, and that's fine, but, and I mean, but he loses these matches on purpose for people to be like, oh, wow, he gets so close, he gets hit that dude with his ninth finisher, and he still didn't win. That sucks. Well, and then in a way, and then he, they move him up. It's like, oh, that's great. And then they move back down because they realize what they can do with him. Like he's gold. Like, that's kind of how lose. he can give wins and lose all the time. Like Daniel Bryan before he even got his title shot, what was he doing? He was losing to people left and right after team, right after Team Illinois dissolved. Why? Because they knew they knew that he could lose and get someone over. The uh, I don't know like how closely you like follow like the early like nineties late eighties. That was kind of the thing with Bret Hart was like he could always you know he never could quite win. Like what the crowd just like loved him, but he would you know he come up short in these Survivor Series matches. Like he lasted against Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase eliminates him. Um, a personal memory of mine, Survivor Series 89, when Randy Savage eliminates him, it's like the saddest thing ever. It's like shit. Like <laughs> and. You know, you saw what happened for him is, you know, with there only being one world title now, guys are going to start peaking at a later age where, you know, as they could throw the belt on somebody in their early 20s and, you know, stuff like that between the Cena and Orton era. Now it's going to go back to like, you know, Bret Hart, you know, winning the title at like 33, 35, 35, you know, 36, stuff like that. If guys last that long, I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, but what I think really is more or less happening is they realize what they have with Ziggler and he's more meant to be a guy in the mid card to make someone else look better. Like, like for all, for, for all, like think of, think about Shawn Michaels when he came back. Yep. Like he was in a main event. Sometimes he wasn't. Like he is the guy. Like we put you wherever we need you on the card, and you have chances are you have probably the best match on the card. That's fine. We just need you to to help this guy. You know, do A, B, and C, and we know you can do that because you're Shawn Michaels or you're Dolph Ziggler or you're Cesaro or WWE hates Cesaro. So like. <laughs> or you're Daniel Bryan, or you're CM Punk, or you, or or Bret Hart. You get my point. Like, 
you can you can do anything we ask to do. So we uh, given the time, the changes, given the lineup, we can move you up or move you down. Right. But you'll never be like he'll never be John Cena. <laughs> he'll never be Randy Orton. Never be the man. Yeah. Like, he'll never be the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna wrap a one inch radio. That is very true. He needs if he wanted to be the game, he needed to grow like like six more inches. Yep. Or not six more inches, more like four more inches, and he needed to like put on another like forty pounds. Yep. You know. Or more. 50. So while you're showing off, you know, there will always be the game. Yeah. But uh, this well, is one age radio. Yeah. None of it ever lasts. Yeah. Like, the hair, the, the ridiculous hair, never lasts. The the hip swiveling. The hip swiveling. The booty, the booty shaking. Dancing. You know, the never last. The wet, the wet hair. The twelve finishers. The pink last. shirts. The uh, the 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 phrases on the trunks. Yeah. Like being a face for a year and still being on Twitter calling yourself uh, Heel Ziggler never lasts. But you know what does? The game. game. <laughs> All right, man, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is One Nation Radio. Um, I was gonna cut it. Basically, um, yeah, he just wanted to end it like as if like it just shut off. <laughs> like, our, our, like our electricity just got cut off in the middle of uploading. And y'all, just all y'all got. I don't know what got over him. <laughs> oh man! But uh, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter um, at Dangerous Thirty Two at James Boyd O N R um, at One Nation Radio if you haven't already. And make sure to you know. This Thanksgiving weekend, you got some spare time. Feel free to watch uh, Rocky one through three. Yeah, and then um, you know, watch The Rock on the WWE Network, um, as I've been doing lately. Um, but this is One Nation Radio. Holla. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.